With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is up? What is good? How you living? How you doing? How you feeling? I am with the purple shirt bandit, the man with the curly hair that don't care. He's got a beard and it's not weird. David Ingberg. Did Give you write that out ahead of time? No. That actually worked. That was nice. Yeah, that's uh, it's a it's a theory that I said to D Wade recently, where I said that because uh, we were talking about Nate Burleson, and I said I think I said this to Nate: people that can freestyle are better on television because you don't know where you're going and then you just keep going. And he was like, "Oh, it's a good idea." Second thing I learned about D Wade this week, David Ingber, is um, every show for the last two years. He looks at me with a minute to go and goes, can I get a pen? To the point where for the last four or five shows, he just goes, left go. And I just throw him one of my pens. So I bring an extra pen. And he's like, man, I like this. Last episode, I go, hey, D-Wade. And I go to throw it to him. And he lifts up a pen. Yeah. And I go, I go, you know that scene in Goodwill Hunting when he pulls up to the door? And D-Wade goes, nah, never seen Goodwill Hunting. And me and Candace looked over and were like, what the hell? I was like, you've never seen Goodwill Hunting? He's like, that's not one of those movies that I'm like really trying to watch. And Candace is like, you should be embarrassed. I was like, it's Ben. It's what everyone does for a movie. You just name the actors. You're like, it's Ben Affleck. It's Matt Damon. It's Robin Williams. He's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, yes. And he's Don't forget like, about Minnie Driver. She's amazing oh, in that movie. And then the, the, the producer gets in my ear. He goes, what's that woman's name? I was like, Minnie Driver. I was like, yo, Family Guy always does Minnie Driver dirty. Like always. Yeah. How dare you? Um, I was thinking that you were going to start playing a prank where like he needs a pen and he's like, you know, in his fancy suit, he's looking good. And then you just give him some chewed up piece of crap that you got at CVS. Yeah. That's funny. The one that I was going to throw him did have a bite mark in it. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't believe that he never saw Goodwill Hunting. I watched that like last week. It's a great uh, movie. It, it, watched, always, it always hits well. Uh, I watched Interstellar last night for the first time. The Matthew McConaughey space movie that has like some Inception elements where things time warp depending on what planet you're on and yeah, stuff. Like Is that right? Fifth yeah. Dimensions. And then I didn't know Matt Damon was in that movie. It's I a love space when movie. there's he a, has to be in it. But I love when there's a major actor that comes in like sixty percent of the way that you're like, he's in this too. <laughs> yeah. I was really enjoying it, and I've heard like JJ Reddick talk about how it's like the greatest movie of all time, but then like. He was like, once you're a parent, you'll understand. And I was like, I hope so. Because like the last eight minutes of that movie, I just didn't get. I was like, we're in this like rubber band library room. Okay. And he's pushing. I know it's about fathers and daughters. I feel like you would love it now because you have a daughter. So I, I will try to rewatch it. I haven't seen it. I think I saw it in the theaters years and years ago, but I'm not a fan in general. I love JJ Reddick. I think he's a great podcaster and an amazing player and everything, but uh, I'm not a fan of the, when you have kids, you'll understand mentality because I got to say, not a lot of my opinions on the world have changed <laughs> since I had a daughter. Like I, I continue to be the same politically that I was, you know, 20 years ago, uh, pretty much the same. Obviously I update my thoughts with new information, yeah. but having a child didn't all of a sudden make me into someone that understands love for the first time. 
Yeah, I've always been like, I, I, as soon as I see little babies, I'm like, oh my God. It's not like I'm going to have one and be like, oh my God, I finally understand what it's like to like a child. Um, I can't wait. Um, we are going to have two uh, big name uh, interviews today, uh, both brought to you by Gatorade, colored Hell liquid yeah. that you put in your gut. Apparently, the Gatorade, the Super Bowl was blue. Yeah. That was uh, your biggest win. Hey, how did I win that? You picked it. That was remember we we alternated back and forth and we were doing our prop bets. You oh, don't remember wow. that you won that? No, I just remember that crack had like a mortal lock of orange and red, and I was like, "Where did this blue come from?" Didn't I tell you though that sometimes when you have inside information, that sometimes an insider tells you, "Hey, it's going to be red or orange," and then you still get screwed over, and you get screwed over worse because you thought you had insider information, so you might have put more money on it than you were comfortable with. Be careful of inside information, people. I was also going to say, like, can you imagine giving that tip on like a Thursday and then like you go in there on Sunday and they're putting blue and you're like, wait, no, I've told everybody. You've already locked Um, in all your bets. Yeah. But uh, it is DK Metcalf and Jamal Adams, both of the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Interesting timing with the fact that Russell Wilson is joining the ranks of Deshaun Watson, Uh, a hint from Aaron Rodgers. Matt Stafford. Uh, it it feels as though the quarterback uprising of the NFL has commenced. It's as if for years people have said the only position that is treated like an NBA player in the NFL is the quarterbacks. And then all the quarterbacks said, you know what? You're right. I would like to pull an Anthony Davis. Yep. I would like to pull a Bradley Beal. I want to go where I want to go. And they don't care. Because they know that teams will pay over $40 million for them. They will trade anything to get one. And I think the fact that Deshaun Watson has been so quiet and Matthew Stafford was so, the the haul on Matthew Stafford was so big that I think anyone that thinks that they're better than Matthew Stafford got real confident is what I think just happened. Mm. Um, And so... Russell Wilson coming out and saying, I get hit too much and I want more say in what's going on. I will be honest. It rings hollow in this regard. All he talked, all we talked about last off season was let Russ cook. All we talked about was how he was going to have input and he was blowing smoke up Brian Schottenheimer for months and we entered the season and he's feeling great and all this is happening. I just, Russ either needs to go a complete 90 degrees right now and make a hard left, and this is now how he is, because if this is just like some off-season, like everyone's not talking about me right now stuff, I've never felt this way. I don't know why I'm being negative about Russ. Um, I just, for me, it was like, oh, tough guy Russ is here? Oh, now, now you're ready to be tough? Now, don't get me wrong. You know this. I think he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. I think Russ is phenomenal, and I do think he needs more help. But is Russ trying to scout offensive linemen? Because the thing that I would say to Russ is Tom Brady was able to get some people down there because he was doing some recruiting. And I have not heard of a free agent coming to Seattle because you brought him there. And so I I just – I believe Matt Stafford, there have been some reports that he's doing exactly that, right? That he's he's on the Rams now and he's sending texts and he's sending, uh, I don't know, tweets, whatever he does and saying like, hey guys, we're going to have a real team over here. Anyone want to sign for the veteran minimum? I'm yeah. your guy. 
Yeah, so listen, like you're going to hear in the interviews with DK and Jamal, like I love Russ and I think he's amazing. I think his mentality to winning is that great. Uh, I just, uh, it, it just made me wonder what happened. Was there, was he hoping to go for a certain offensive coordinator and they were like, Russ, we got it. Like Brian Schottenheimer was like, go. So that's the first thing that I thought is, is that what happened? He tried to pick his next coach and they said, nah. Hmm. And you know, if you're the franchise and you've been there for about a decade, uh, eight, nine years, and you've won a Super Bowl, you might say, hey, I want to work with this guy. But um, I I feel like we've reached this point where you know, I always make the joke, I always focused on quarterbacks and head coaches, and I wish I focused on OCs. It's like focusing on the producers instead of the singers. You know, there's a lot of people that Timbaland makes sound a lot better than they actually are. Hmm. And now I'm seeing the quarterbacks go, let me find my best producer. You know, Matt Stafford, let me, let me, let me let Sean McVay mix a beat real quick, you know? And so, um, they got leverage. Uh, what, what do you think about, about Russell Wilson really publicly? He came out last off season was like, let me cook. But now like complaining about the franchise and, and saying, I don't know if I'm going to be here. Ask the Seahawks. I think it was one of those examples and it happens fairly often in sports media and in political media where the headline is so-and-so blasts their team, you know, so-and-so comes out and rails against management. And then I read the quote and it was like, hey, we got to get better. I'm a little frustrated at getting hit. You know, I think anyone would get frustrated getting sacked 400 times over the course of a few years. If you read the quote, it wasn't blasting Pete Carroll. Yeah. It wasn't blasting the team, but it's Russell Wilson who hasn't said a single thing like that in his entire career. He's always like super positive. Yeah, we're awesome. Yeah, we're going to get better. I love my teammates. I love this city. So just yeah. the fact that he said anything slightly offline from what we've come to expect from mm -hmm. him. A few years ago, we saw this with Kawhi Leonard, right? Where we hadn't heard him say anything negative about anyone. And then all of a sudden it was, wait, does he actually have some things to say about the Spurs? And he said like the littlest thing and it just blew up into everything. I think that's what's happening with Russell Wilson right now. So he, he might just be saying like, look, I'm Russell Wilson. I'm a top five QB. No matter what you want to believe about my loyalty to Seattle, I do have a little bit of leverage here. And maybe it's me just exercising that leverage. Just a hint, just to remind you that it would be great to have a superstar offensive line around me because you might want to keep me happy for the next eight to 10 years. I heard Adam Schefter apparently say that the, um, the number of teams that will have a new quarterback next season, he set the over under at 18. Wow. Yeah, it's a true and carousel. He, and he took the over. Like, I, I mean, I'm not mentally trying to go through the teams. Like, it's I, more it, than it, half the teams. So the, the number, Giants, you would imagine, are with Daniel Jones. The Eagles, okay. The Cowboys, we don't know what's going to happen with Dak. Right. Washington, Alex Smith is up there and Tyler, Taylor Heineke. We have Jared Goff on the Lions. There have been rumors about Kirk Cousins possibly getting interest from the San Francisco 49ers. You have to think Mitchell Trubisky is not the guy in Chicago. Aaron Rodgers stays. Tom Brady, we're going to have a new quarterback in the Saints instead of Drew Brees. Carolina, they are supposedly looking for new quarterbacks because Teddy Bridgewater is gone. And then the other team in the South is... We, we did Carolina. Falcons. We've heard Saints rumors. We've heard rumors about Matt Ryan possibly yeah. moving on. Uh, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford at the Rams, and then Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams. Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, 49ers. 
Jimmy Garoppolo, who the hell knows? Cam Newton won't pro- who knows? I, do you think Cam Newton's back with the Patriots? I don't think so. But do no, you? I, I think you can't go into that year. Like they went seven and nine and they kind of did that in spite of a terrible quarterback performance. Like he could yeah. not complete passes. So unless there was something with COVID, because he actually was looking a lot right. better before he, he got COVID than missed a couple of weeks. So maybe they know something that we don't. And they're saying like, if we come into this year and he doesn't get COVID, we're going to see the guy that we saw those mm. first three or four weeks who was very exciting. I don't know. Josh Allen stays. The Jets are obviously looking to draft a quarterback. There's rumor right. that the Dolphins don't want Tua to be the guy. Pittsburgh, you would think Big Ben is going to be back. Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, and then Joe Burrow. Maybe he's back. We'll wait and find out there. South, Texans, you're thinking that Deshaun leaves. Colts, definitely getting a new one with Phillip Rivers retiring. Right. Titans, it's going to be uh, my favorite quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, and the Jaguars drafting a quarterback. Mahomes, Carr might be seen, on the way if out. You've seen Gridiron Heights. You know John Gruden's <laughs> trying to sell Derek Carr. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait! We're going to get get to that second. Chargers will be Herbert, and then um, Broncos. Yeah, I mean, how can you have confidence in Drew Locke? Okay, Gridiron Heights. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, as, as anyone that listens to the show knows, um, I, I contribute a minor little amount to Gridiron Heights. Recently, I've become a, a greater contributor because my daughter has started doing the voice of those little rookie voices. Yeah, but very recently, we got, we got Adam Lefko as the Margot Roby in a bathtub from the big short. Is that what you're going for? You know, I, I've been Ryan Fitzpatrick in Gridiron Heights. Yep. Uh, and they were like, hey, we're going to have you as yourself. And I didn't know what I was doing. They're like, yeah, it's a big short thing. And I was like, oh, I love that movie. But I did not remember that scene. Uh, and then I look and I'm naked in a bathtub. Great. And uh, yeah, my, my fiance was asking me how I got so tan, you know, <laughs> but uh, they did. They did right. by that was ridiculous. Those guys, great bit. Dennis, and, Evan, all those guys. And my daughter, Lucy, got to play the voice of Trevor Lawrence. So she now can, Lawrence. canonically, she's now James Wiseman and Trevor Lawrence, which I mean, like huge upside on both of those guys. Wow. Yeah. That means she gets to be Trevor all year next year. I hope so. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, the only other thing I wanted to start off before we get into these uh, interviews, and they're going to be back to back. We are going to do DK first and then Jamal Adams. Um, and my... What was it like seeing drunk Tom Brady on a boat parade, uh, clearly wasted, throwing the Lombardi trophy over a gap to Cameron Brait? See, we knew Cameron Brait was going to catch the big one. UDFA. We didn't know it was going to be on a boat after a Super Bowl win. And then Brady stumbling off at the end. What, 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 did you, what was it like when that came across your timeline? My initial reaction was that I wouldn't put it past Tom Brady to have been completely sober, but he rehearsed a tipsy walk with his trainer for months and months and months because he knew it would make him look relatable. I don't know that that's what happened, but with Tom Brady, I wouldn't put it past him. Like he, they were like, here's some alcohol. He's like, I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't touch it. Please don't get it anywhere within six feet of me. But you know what? Like let the man enjoy himself. Like it's a thing I now. I see a lot of people being negative. You didn't? Okay, good. Because I, I, no, I didn't. Um, I sort of saw the clip and moved on, but it felt like the sort of thing that what people you could just be like. What you did is what I did. What you just I assumed did was, too much. What, well, no, when I, when I saw Tom Brady drunk, I went, can't wait for the think pieces on this one. Like, I, I was like, here comes the negativity. But I also was like, 
let's just all talk about how being day drunk on a boat is one of the top five feelings you can have. Mm-hmm. Like, I love being drunk. Now, this is coming from a guy who recently vomited because I get seasick if the boat's not moving. Like, I was looking at the steady pace they had. And I was like, that's a good water. I was like, I could, I could handle that water. When it's choppy, though, oh, I'm blowing chunks. I'm uh, chunking it up. No, I do remember after one of the Patriots Super Bowl losses, Gronkowski was spotted dancing at a club later that night and got like absolutely ripped apart. And it was like, how dare you enjoy yourself as a person after getting through the season because it didn't end with a Super Bowl ring. And I thought that that was a little overblown. It was like, come on, man, let the man live. But especially after you win a Super Bowl, this guy has been giving himself nothing but raw green peppers and avocados for the last however many years. Uh, I, I think tequila was his drink of choice. And good for you, Tom Brady. I'm, I'm proud of you and I miss you dearly. I, I loved so much on the video of him throwing the Lombardi, hearing his daughter go, no, dad, no. And he <laughs> threw it. And I, I, at first I was like, that's adorable. And then I thought about it and I was like, your father is Tom Brady. There's literally been zero times that that man hasn't done it. I was like, if if she doesn't have faith in Tom Brady, this girl needs to step her game up. Like, come on. Oh, that you were saying you like you knew he'd complete the pass is what you're saying. It's Tom Brady. Would you think he was going to short it? I didn't think he was going to short it, but you know, there's something different like between that's throwing like, a baseball like, versus throwing a golf like ball. That's with Tom and you're like, Hey Tom, throw me a beer. You sure you can make it? And it's like, what? The, it's Tom Brady. Like that motherfucker's like, that would be the worst part about catching a beer at a party from Tom is no one's going to blame Tom for a bad throw. You know, so, if it goes a little high, he's like, he was trying to lead you. And you were like, he didn't put it in the numbers. This was the, this was my thought experiment. My daughter has this little Fisher price basketball hoop, right? And I've gotten really good at shooting on this hoop because mm. it's the same hoop. It's the same ball. It's a very weirdly weighted ball. And I'm thinking it's like, if I practice touch. on this thing, if I practice on this thing for six months, could I then beat Steph Curry in a game of horse on this hoop with this ball? And he's never touched it before. I don't know. Yeah. I... But isn't that funny that that's a real thought that we all have that like, (laughs) it could be anything. It could be a fucking rolled up piece of paper into a trash can, but you do it enough where you're like, I think I might be the best person in the world. In the world. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. We all do that. That's really good. Yeah. So you got the touchdown. And yeah, I got a little backspin to it. When you hit the shot, does Lucy get impressed? No, she doesn't. She could not care less. She's uh, head down in Legos right now. I would be like, hey, 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 Lucy, Lucy, check it out. Because they, <laughs> that's how I feel like kids always do. Dad, 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 dad. That's, okay. that's their move. It's, dada, dada, come over here. Dada, come play Legos with me. And then I sit down, I play Legos. I try to put one piece on. She says, no, that doesn't go there. So I just have to sit and observe her, but I can't be anywhere else looking at my phone. I have to be next to her staring at what she's doing. So that's great. And she'll check. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I look away or as soon as I like try to t- check a text message or something, you're like, dada, dada, we're playing Legos. So funny. All right, let's take a listen in my conversation, Super Bowl Radio Row, presented by Gatorade, DK Metcalf, followed by Jamal Adams. Enjoy. He's the baddest motherfucker that you've ever seen play wide receiver. And I said it like that because I wanted to see if he would laugh, and he did. DK Metcalf rocking the 1-4 Seattle Seahawks. Man, he's good. DK, how you living, bro? It's nice to officially meet you. Yes, sir. Nice to officially meet you as well. I'm living, living large. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I would say a lot of people talk about, okay, that's, I've heard that phrase. <laughs> large. Uh, let's give props to the reason I'm able to talk to you today. Gatorade, Volt. What, what are you guys working with? I want to give them props right off the top. Right. Uh, they have a new drink off the field drink called Volt 24. No artificial flavors or sweeteners. Watermelon water, you know, for just to help you recover. Uh, yeah. Just start just started my training actually today. So um gonna put it to good use this off season and you know reap the benefits during the season. Let's let's go to like young DK. You are getting sponsored by Gatorade. Could you like think about that? You know what I mean? Like where you're working out and you're probably drinking it now you're being sponsored by them. That's gotta be kind of cool. Yes sir. A big blessing. Um you know just just living every moment like it's my last man. Just just happy to be be here, um, partner with Gatorade, um, and just be in this moment just to talk to people like you. I think that's the perfect place to start. When I saw that you got drafted and then the next video I saw was you like at UCLA working out with Russ and Russ is in that, like, he's in that super present mindset all the time of like being in the moment and like, this is our moment and all that. And it's a difference between professional athletes and a lot of as, as Shaq was calling them to me yesterday, earthlings, where staying in the moment and enjoying it, have you always been like that or have you worked on it to get to this point? Uh, I definitely had to work on it just to get to this point. Um, people like Russ have helped me with that mindset. You know, just how what you see on TV is how he acts all the time. Um, just uh, always capture the moment and his eyes are big like this when he's talking to you um, <laughs> and always trying to get better and you know, one thing that really surprised me about him uh, was when I first met him, he called me out and was like, I want you to be great and we're going to be great together. So, um, you know, just, you know, being my first year in the league and him just telling me that really just woke me up like, all right, this is my time. Let's let's go do it because, um, you know, in the NFL, it's not for long. So um, I'm just trying to capture these moments uh, while I can. It probably had to be a combination of Russ saying that to you and then also getting drafted where you got drafted. Because right. I remember all season long, it was, I think DK's a top 10 pick. And then the combine happened. Everyone's like, I think DK's a top 10 pick. And then that happened. Was it the combination of those two things that was kind of like that? Oh, shit, we got to roll. Yes, sir. Um, it, was, it was that and then all the doubters. Um, I always tell myself I'm not doing anything just to prove people wrong, but to just show how God has blessed me. So that's just one thing that I just carry a big chip on my shoulder and everything that I do. And, and I'm not going to stop now because um, I'm, I'm too deep in. So I got to continue. You're, you're invested now, man. Right. You can't all of a sudden stop. Exactly. Um, so that's just one thing that just continues to drive me. All right. So you had to work on it. Do you think Russ had to work on that? Like, do you think there was a time before with Russ where he like was kind of like, I'll take tomorrow off? Or do you think it's always been like that? I think Russ has always been like that. Just mm. From the stories that he's told me um, when he was in college and, and growing up, how he's always been doubted. Um, I, I wasn't doubted until I I got to the league, got to the combine, got before the combine, coming out of college. So I've always just been told, "Oh, you're this, you're that." But now, when I started to hear people doubt me and my ability, that's when I really just started to click. What are you going to do now that people aren't going to doubt you as much anymore? No, people still doubt me. Um, Re- who is doubting you? I'm not considered one of the best, and I still got a lot of work to do. Um, until I get that gold jacket around my back, I, I'm, I'm going to just continue to go hard. Mm. So uh, I, do, I do NFL stuff, and I do NBA stuff. And 
uh, I, I'm talking to you now, and I was thinking about something that Wade was saying to me last night about um, there are good players, but the great players always are coming back with something every year. And you don't need to tell them they're just always doing it. Right. And so um, I, I'm curious, what, what do you add now? What, what, what have you already kind of laid out for yourself? I got to add these pieces. I got to get uh, Megatron's receiving yard record. Um, mm. I get that. Got to break the touchdowns record for the Seahawks. Mm. Uh, I got to beat Tyler's record that he, he broke last year. I'm trying to have my name in record books because that's the only way I'm going to be remembered. I don't hear a lot of players openly talk about their goals like this. Is this you like motivating yourself in a way? Yeah, I got to always motivate myself. Um, yeah. I mean, nobody else is going to. Everybody else is just going to sit back and, oh, yeah, you did that good. You did that good. Like you coming on telling me I had a good season. I don't think I had a good season. I had don't right. use me as motivation, DK. Don't turn I, my compliments into fucking motivation. No, I, I got to. I got to. That's the only way I get to wake up in the morning and go hard. Um, okay, but what about your actual, whether it's route running, catching, different styles, what or releases, all that stuff? What are some some tricks in the bag you want to unleash? Oh, um, you'll see. Okay. You got to keep it low-key. Yeah, a lot of DBs are going to watch this, watch this podcast or watch this interview. Mm. Yeah, you'll see. Yeah, because I, I that's the the thing that I love about the wide receiver cornerback battle is you really don't have to watch the rest of the game. Like you can really turn on the film and only watch a Devontae Adams release or a Jalen Ramsey jam, and I don't need to focus on that other stuff. And it's really personal between you guys in the matchups. I love it. Yeah, I be I believe um, we're we're two of the most prideful positions on on the field because nobody mm. nobody wants to get beat. You're either getting the ball knocked out of your hands or you're getting a touchdown scored on you. So and everybody, everybody sees that. It's also one of those things that the more of a tough battle that it is now, the more that I feel like you'll appreciate each other 20 years from now. Yeah, me and, and I Jay think a lot of I think a lot of people take it personally in the moment. Right. But it's like 30 years from now, when people are like, you guys get to sit back and talk about it, you better go hard now for each other in a way. Yes, sir. Um, it's like Jalen congratulated me uh, this year after we played, but during the game, we were going at each other, like trying to, trying to destroy each other. So, I mean, that's the kind of football I like. That's the football we like to watch. The lightning bolt on the face. Um I saw you doing it. I saw Claypool had some. I'm not saying that you, whatever, but like for you, the the style, the the earrings, where where are you? Is someone, did you watch something that stuck with you or is this just you getting creative? It's just me being creative and just trying to be different from everybody else. Hmm. That's pretty much all I can boil it down to. How different are you from everybody else? I think I'm one of one. Hmm. So it would actually be like an insult if people to you were like, you remind me of my friend, John. You'd be like, yeah. fuck John. No, I'd be like, man, John is John on me. So I don't like mm -hmm. being compared to, any, to anybody else. I, I look at you and I look at AJ and I'm like, and then I look at Odell and I look at Jarvis and I think about, um, how great it must have been to be in a situation where you didn't feel alone in a, in a place in college like that. What did right. you guys do for each other? Do you think you uh -huh. and AJ We pushed each other? 
uh, he was there to not let me, um, you know, cheat on reps or to always go hard because we weren't going to be done by each other. Like, I wasn't going to let AJ outdo me in anything. AJ wasn't going to let me outdo him in anything. Like, we always battled in the weight room, on the field, and, you know, even at practice, uh, we would keep track of who dropped the most uh, footballs that day, and, you know, we we get punished for it. So, I mean, AJ AJ pushed me, and, you know, he's a big reason I'm, I'm successful right now um, just because of the mindset we had uh, coming into college. Were you guys friends right away? Like, did it just hit off right away? No, no. Me and AJ battled in high school, so I had to guard him. We played each other. You were a school. DB against AJ Brown in high school? Yeah. Yeah, a couple wow. times. Um, so we battled in uh, high school. He won uh, two out of the three times. Um, and then we got to college, and our receiving coach sat us down and was like, look, I don't care what differences y'all had, but squash it. Y'all are teammates now. And from that point on, we were roommates and just worked out wow. together and just became close. Who committed to Ole Miss first? I, I was committed to Ole, Ole Miss ninth grade and ninth grade. <laughs> so you got it early. Jeez. Yeah, I, was, I got it out the way early. AJ. How big were you? How big were you in ninth grade? Oh, I was five. I was like five nine, 140, 150. I was not big at all. You were Tyler Lockett, ninth grade. I'm exactly. I, no, I was. Tyler may have been bigger than me. Wow. Yeah. So that's crazy that they would commit to you like that, and that you committed to them. So you get there early. So then to go up against this guy in high school, and then he commits years later to the same college. What was going through your mind when that happened? I was just happy to be just to have him on my team because I knew how how tough of a, a player he was just to play against um, and just to have him on my team and know us just coming in with the same mindset. Like we told each other, all right, we're going to come in here, do three years, and then we're going to be out. So mm-hmm. we got to handle our business while we're here. So the whole time, that was, that was our main goal. And you both went in the second round. Like, it does not make sense to me. And no. it's like, I think you guys are both top five receivers right now. I genuinely do. Um, yeah, we still got a lot of work to do. I know, um, we're still battling, uh, number wise. And, um, I I remember last year we were both in the playoffs and he went further than me. Um, Mm. but we called, we were talking to each other, uh, the night before the games and just say, you know what you got to do tomorrow. And that was it. Just hung up the phone. What I love about your mentality is there is no bad guy. There is only me. And everybody else plays roles in my journey. And I think it's just, it's a, it's a healthy way. Like I, when's the, I I can't imagine you have been bothered or annoyed by somebody. I feel like you would, you would just be like, oh, that's what, that's not in my control. I'll I'll let them deal with that stuff. Right. Yeah. I had to work on that. Um, I think I developed that my rookie year. Um, After I broke my neck, I I had a lot of time to think about life and think about, you know, what I want to accomplish in life and how I want my life to be and just to be thankful for everything. And, uh, you know, just to live every moment like it's your last, like I said. So ever since I broke my neck and was sitting at home in that recliner for a month and a half, my life has just changed and I'm just grateful for a lot of opportunities. Is it is it something like you actively think about? Like if you're kind of like not wanting to get out of the bed, you'll think about that recliner? Oh, no, no. The recliner. Okay, okay. Oh, no, 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 the, the recliner is long gone. First of all, just... you got to find that recliner, you got to bronze it, and you got to put it in like the DK Metcalf Hall of Fame just so no, you can I, look at it. The recliner is long gone, man. I'm telling you. Man, uh, this is uh, showing that I didn't do any research. Is DK short for anything? That's my real name. It's short for my real name. 
okay. Yeah, nobody calls it me my name except my mama. Gotcha. I'm not good. Yeah. So, uh, so, but is she the one that shortened it to DK and made sure that it was okay to say that? No, it was actually the teacher who kept butchering my name in grade school. So, so my, my fiance's name, uh, is Enemesit. Uh, she is Nigerian. And so I've gotten a, a nice lesson of what it's like to have your name said wrong all the time. Yes. And I, I guess I would like you to say it to people. When, when somebody has a name that is maybe unfamiliar or is tough to read, how should people go about it? Because how they normally go about it is either insulting you by right. going, oh, this is, I'm not even going to try. And it's like, oh, you're not going to try to say my name? Or they're just going to they're gonna butcher it and then move on. So how should people handle a, a, a name they're not used to? Uh, I would say ask. Like um, it, was, it was first grade. And my name, my real name is B. Kalen. The teacher would say Ducklin for some odd reason. Like it's a U in my name. Mm. And I knew my, my name, I knew where my name would fall in the class. So I'm a, I'm a M, I'm in the middle of the class. So yeah. I would see her go, I would say, yeah, you can just call me DK. That's it. And we'll move on. They wouldn't even try to, how do you say your name? Or what's your real name? They wouldn't even say that. So I would say, just ask how to say it. And if you can't, then just pray that they have a name. Yeah. I just, I just think it's a good lesson for people um, because my name is Adam. People say it. It's very easy. They understand yeah. it. But you don't realize how important it is for people to say your name until they don't say your name. And I just, I just haven't, really heard, I haven't really heard people talk about that. I'm, I'm starting to like my real name right now, but I don't want anybody to call it. Yeah, no, no, no. Plus, like DK sound, like it just sounds so good, you know, and it, it fits with like the whole football thing. Um, okay, so you've told—I mean, you've—I can't believe you told me what you want to do. Like, I just—I don't get that a lot from athletes that say the statistics that they want to do. Um, no, I mean, it's a—it's a level of accountability that I hold myself to, but I know I'm going to achieve it. So when I do it, people can look back and I was like, "Yeah, he said he was going to do it." Hmm. How? Uh, I'll say this. I'm so fucking mad that the Eagles didn't draft you that like it's it's just something I and, and I'm sure that you're thrilled because you're playing with Russell Wilson with the Seattle Seahawks right now. But I just want you to know that I'm still mad that didn't happen. And there's video of me during the draft being like, just take him. He's right there. Well, I, I ended up in the perfect situation. You did. Um, in my mind with, with the quarterback and the, the organization that I'm with and, and Pete. Um, yeah, it's, it was just, it was just perfect situation for me. What's the, what's the meaning behind 14? Any, anything there? My birthday's on the 14th. What, what month? Uh, December. Okay. So I, what is this? December 13th, December 14th. What is that? Capricorn? No. Sag, Sagittarius. Sag. So what is a Sagittarius? I don't know this stuff. I don't, I don't look into all the Okay. You just said it in a way that I thought maybe you did. Uh, they they compare a lot. Like you should be this way, and I'm not like. Yeah. So, um, man, I just I'm I'm excited to talk to you. I'm so excited for everything you've accomplished. I'm appreciative of Gatorade and what they're doing and how they're supporting you. Um, if you could uh, look at the NFL and the way in which players are talked about, 
what is one thing that you'd love to see the world around the NFL change, whether it's supporting athletes or, or the discussion, what would you like to see grow? Um, that we're not just athletes and that we don't, you know, know anything outside of our sport. Um, I know, you know, with a lot of racial stuff that was going on and, you know, we all had something to say, you know, a lot of outside people like, oh, just seven play football or seven just mm. play basketball. You don't know anything. But at the end of the day, after we take off the jersey, after, you know, we come home to our families, we're, we're normal people. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're normal people in this world as well. Um, you know, we just we just get to do a special job that we love to do. Um, but at the end of the day, we're normal people. So uh, if people can treat us like normal people and not just dumb athletes or dumb jocks. Then, you know, that would be amazing. What I've also noticed is the bigger and stronger an athlete is, the more people are like, you're an athlete. And so you're in that like double where people see you and they're like, I don't know what you do. But you <laughs> definitely play sports. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, uh, last one. Uh, do you bench press? No, not, I mean, as a workout, yeah, but I don't just sit and max out at bench. No, okay. I was really looking for like, cause come on, this is a headline. DK I more than McDonald though. I, I can tell you that. No way. I'm just playing. That dude is strong. The, you know, what's funny about Aaron Donald is when you're next to him, you're like, he's not that big. And then no. like he turns sideways and you're like, how did he get his chest to his back to be that deep? Oh, it's like, he's a, just a ball of muscle. That's, that's all I can describe him as. I could talk to, I talked to our O-line quite a bit because my pops played a line. So I got like a special mm. connection with him. Um, but when I talked to him, I asked him like about Aaron Donald or Adama Kinsu and like other D linemen. And they said, bro, he's strong. Like when we double team somebody is, it's easy to move other ones, but yeah, him is like, they just stay right there. He stays right there. And I'm like, bro, he's, he's he different. gets double teamed and then they'll throw in a running back to chip yeah. him just in case. Exactly. <laughs> Um, you're related also to Eric Metcalf, right? Yeah, that's my cousin. Like, there are there are a few returners from that generation that I believe have been forgotten. Brian Mitchell, Eric Metcalf, uh, before the Devin Hester and all that. Mm -hmm. I don't think people like. Were you a big Falcons fan growing up? This is gonna be my last question. But like, just to see him do what he was doing. Like, cause your dad's an offensive lineman. Your cousin is a punt returner, like completely different vibes. Right. And then I'm right there in the middle of the receiver. And there it is. Yeah. DK, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Congratulations on anything. Thanks again to Gatorade. Uh, you've learned a lot today, people. Follow DK Metcalf on social. Is there anything else, any foundations or anything that you would want to talk about before we go? Um, no, sir. Not at the moment. Okay. Well, if you want to build one, I'm here for you. It'll be the Adam right. and DK Foundation. We'll get it going. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Good meeting you, man. Oh, look at that thing. Yeah, can't really, you know. Okay, that voice that you're hearing, because we're I want to show that too. This is uh, the, the international man of mystery, El Presidente, the president, uh, Jamal Adams, uh, breaking records, shattering records for sacks, whether it's New York or Seattle, he's bi-coastal. He does whatever the fuck you need him to do, and he's bunched <laughs> But first, before we get into that, show me the hand. Yeah. 
Was this yeah. the most injured you've ever been in your life this year? I feel like you Bro, were the most, the most. Never had this many injuries in my life. Yeah. How you tough. feeling? Are you feeling okay? I'm good, man. Mentally, I'm 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 really strong. Uh, I'm I'm you know I'm positive about everything. I love the process. I understand the journey, uh, and it's just gonna make me that much stronger, man. It really it really nice. will. Uh, we have the honor of talking today because of who? Who is who is bringing Jamal Adams into my life? Bolt 24 mm. is my hydration go-to, man, because it supports me 24-7 and keeps me ready at all times. No artificial added sweeteners or flavors. Mm. That's what makes it very, very special, man. So if you're into taking care of your body and, and, and getting, you know, that extra step on your opponent, man, I, I advise you to get with Bolt 24, man. Also great for after a long night out and you need some hydration. Bolt 24. <laughs> um, so what a year for you all over the place. Um, and I think that you went to a place that loves you and that I feel like has a plan for you. And so as, yep. as you look at this season, it's one you'll never forget. How will you remember it with the process that you just went through? Yeah. I mean, like you said, man, just through all the ups and downs of injuries and um, through the wins and losses. Trades. Um, during the, season, the trade. I mean, it was, a t it was a tough year, but it was a tough year for, for, for the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't even just myself. Everybody went through something, right, you know, with the, with the pandemic. So um, I'm grateful, man. I'm grateful to still, you know, uh, be living, still healthy. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm getting back to my ways as far as my body. Um, but mentally, I'm, I'm sharp, man. I'm, I'm, I'm focused. I'm excited for the future. I cannot wait to hit the field. I cannot wait to, you know, be in this system again. And, and, and understand just all so, the complexities so of it. Yeah, understanding the, the little components, understanding all the checks and just to where I can be myself, mm -hmm. man. And I mean, I, you know, I was doing everything on the fly. You know what I mean? I, I was really doing everything on the fly. Um, a lot of people, you know, talk about the season I had, but honestly, it wasn't wasn't my my best season. You know what I mean? I felt like it could have been a lot better, obviously due to injury and uh, just knowing the system, knowing the little things of where I can get a jump on the ball, where I can see where the ball is going and stuff like that. So I'm excited, man. It's going to be, it's going to be a sight to see. It always happens in sports where it's happening right now at Deshaun Watson. Uh, I, in the NBA, mm -hmm. I hear it all the time with Bradley Beal. When you're in the eye of that storm and everyone's projecting where you're going to go and what's going to happen what is it like when everything's happening like that around you? Yeah, you know, that those are the things that you can't you can you you can see or you can hear, but you you can't ignore it, right? It's just everywhere. Um, and, and, and I, yeah, it's everywhere. You can't ignore it. You're human at the end of the day. But at the but but where you need to tap in is your mentals and your focus. You got to stay focused on the prize, stay focused on the mission. So that's what it was for me. I wasn't I wasn't worrying about the outside noise. I wasn't worrying about uh, what Jet fans were saying in my comments and right. stuff like that. I, I, I get it till this day. So it, it's not going to change, right? You know what I mean? I, I still get all the hate and, and I still get some love from Jet fans, but it's just part of it. It's part of the journey. Um, and you just got to stay focused, man. It's, it's, it's bigger it's bigger and better things down the road. 100%. So that was, the, as this was happening, I remember this is what I said. This is a guy 
whose dad played, so he understands what it takes to go into it. He goes to college, is one of the best players that exists in college, is a top 10 pick, comes in right away. There's never been a point where people have been hating because it's always been crazy. And now all of a sudden it's this heavy dose. And so what I was really curious about, of course, it's not going to impact you like that, but what perspective did it give you about how flimsy those motherfuckers are? A hundred percent. It was just like, oh, okay, this is, this is what it is. They, they, they love you one day. They hate you the next. They say you're the best thing to ever come through the organization to where you're not, you're not even good. You, you suck. Like all of a sudden I suck. So it's always funny when I, when I, when I do see uh, uh, fans say that um, from, from the jets or, or whatever, wherever, um, because it's just like, man, I, I remember you guys were saying I was the best thing smoking mm. and now it is what it is. So it's just part of the journey. It's part of, it's part of what we do. 100%. You, you, you get your love, your hate. Um, but you know, it, there's no in between with me. You either love me or you hate me. And for me, I really just don't care because I, I I'm focused, man. I, I, I'm not worried. You're in the that. middle of the arena taking it all. All of that is just extra stuff. Thanks for being a fan. Yeah, that's, that's extra shit. So, yeah, but with that, man. you know, when everything's going great, sometimes I think it's hard to keep motivated because everything's going great. And so I'm curious, right. how intense is this offseason going to be once you're healthy? Is this going to be like LeBron Celtics when he's like looking up like crazy? Mo- man, I, yeah. I don't know what it's going to be like, man, but I know it's going to be a sight to see. It's going to be special. You know what I mean? I, I have it on my mind. Like, like, like my man, Uncle Mike said, I got everybody on my mm. list. Everybody's on my list. Best mm. believe that. So, you know, everybody, I, I, I took note of everybody that talked, analysts, everybody, fans. I took yeah. note. It's, it's all noted. It's all jotted down. And it, it's just used as fuel, man, because, I, you know, like I said, man, I, I always told myself, if you believe in something, go do it. Don't let anybody stop you. That's just like when I said I wasn't going to miss another Pro mm. Bowl. I'm three mm-hmm. in. You know what I mean? I, I said I was gonna make the sack record. I got the sack record. So it's it's going it's it's all about your mindset, right. man. And, and when you when you when you when you have a clear mind of what you want to do, and as a, as a human, you set your jaw. Nobody can stop you, man. I had a chance to speak with DK yesterday, and one of the things we talked about was Russ's mind because I don't think there's anybody more in the present than that guy to the point where. Oh, man. Talk about somebody being called fake. Everyone's like, oh, this isn't real. But like he's right. so in the zone. What was it like to go to right. a team where there's distractions from the owner, the GM, the coach, all the way down to a franchise now where you walk in and you see that guy? Uh, th- that has yeah. to get you excitement moving forward. Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. Three is three. And three is three's not changing for anybody. And that's what I respect about him the most. You know what I mean, he's day every day he comes in, he works his tail off. He's not changing. Um, he, he's gonna he's gonna continue to to stick to his script. He doesn't he doesn't get off of it. He's very special in his own way, and I'm excited to you know continue to play with him, man. I'm I'm taking three over anybody all day long, man, because I believe in him. His mindset is sharp. He's always believing, and that's that's the main. And thing. And you don't man. have to guard DK because that that's a fucking problem. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, tell me something that you haven't told anybody. Uh, just anything. I don't really care what it is. It could be about personal life, something going on, just something you're feeling. Yeah. That I'm gonna be the best, one of the best ever. 
I'm going to be one of the best ever to do it. Is there a mantra that that's you say to yourself that, that maybe you haven't shared or if, and if you want to keep it private, that's fine. But when you wake up or when you're about to go lift or when you're like something that you repeat? Well, you know what it is, man? I think I'm, I think I've always been so motivated by doubt and so motivated by what people say I can't mm. do. If you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to show you. But you got then, a fresh, you I'm got gonna, a fresh serving care. right now to work with. You got a fresh serving of doubt to yeah, use. It's like, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I love, I love the hate. I love all of the, I embrace those things because mm. it, it makes me that much more hungry, man. I've always had a chip on my shoulder. I always, always will, will have it. Um, and, and that's what I strive for, man. But I study four people, man. Mm. Kobe Bryant, Nipsey Hussle, Jay-Z, and Michael Jordan. Mm. I study four people, man, at all times, every day, all day. And those guys talk about one thing, and they all, they all talk about it. And it's your mentality. Mm. It's your mentality and your faith, man. When you, when you, when you have your, menta- your mentals right and you have faith to where you know the ground's not going to move, no matter if you step on it mm. or what, and you believe in your plan, you believe in the process, man, and you believe no one's going to step in your way no matter what, and you're going to go get it, you're going to make it happen, that's where I'm at, man, in life, bro. I'm, 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 I'm so excited for, for the future. I, I, I'm, I know this was something, this season was, was not what we wanted, but, man, it's only a matter of time, bro. They try, It's only a matter one, of time. One, that's a really strong Mount Rushmore. I'm going to wrap it right here. Two, they tried to fool you, but they just fuel you. And that's going to be fun to watch. Speaking of fuel, thanks again to Gatorade Bolt 24 for making this possible. (laughs) Jamal, man, great talking to you. What I loved about both of those guys is, one, they were very nice. Uh, Two, uh, always good to see Jamal. I I ran into him a lot when he was in New York, and he's a good guy that I think went through a lot of hate for the first time. You can hear it in his voice. The big thing that I took from each of them is, wow, Jamal is motivated to throw this in the face of a lot of people next year. Uh, and two, DK, I was surprised at how willing he was to give me his goals. You know, like usually athletes don't just give you, oh, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that. Um, both of them glowing remarks about Russell Wilson. Uh, but uh, did you see the Darius Slay story of uh, the, the the story he told of what it was like to guard DK Metcalf in that game against the Eagles, where DK went for like ten for one seventy? No, I don't think I did. Really funny. People were like, "This guy needs to do stand up." He was just he was talking about the fact that he goes, he looks over and he's like, you know, here's a transformer, and he's like, he's like, apparently Brandon Graham before the game of the Eagles went up to DK and like insulted him, and so DK went into like anger mode and he came over to Darius Slay and he's like your boy just just made you have a long day and Darius Slay is like I don't talk trash to nobody he's like I don't say nothing and I was like why are you so angry he goes he started doing that big man grunt like <sighs> and he was like what the hell is going on and he's like and I'm trying to jam him and he's throwing me it was it's just uh DK is one of those guys you do not see it often where people are ready to call him, veterans are ready to call him one of the best after two seasons. Usually they make you work for it more. The only other guy that I'm seeing people do that for is um, Justin Jefferson. Uh, Speaking of which, we are going to have two Eagles on the show on Monday. Jalen and Jalen. Unfortunately, one of them is not Hurts. Jalen Mills, uh, corner safety uh, that is now a free agent, uh, and Jalen Rieger. 
He made his triumphant return. If you watch on Facebook in the video, you will see in the beginning his face. He was like, I'm not excited to talk to this Lefko guy. And at the end, we came to an agreement that caused a social media uproar. We will explain that then. But they were both very pleasant, and that is coming up on Monday. Yeah, they were both great. It is amazing. Three Jalens on the Eagles. That didn't even dawn on me while we were doing the interviews. But yeah. That's, cornering that's a, the market. On cornering the market. Like the, the sports cards, sure. Oh, man. Uh, what do you got planned for this weekend, David? Uh, I'm hoping that the snow starts melting because my daughter has begun an outdoor schooling. She is going to an outdoor school. Yeah, it's it's three days a week. It's for three hours in the morning, and it's literally in a forest uh, with 10 kids and three teachers, and uh, they do it rain or shine, snow or whatever. So uh, I I would love it not to be three feet of snow in the forest because she's three feet tall. So hopefully some things will melt. I don't know why, but... In my brain, I imagine that Lucy was a wizard and that this forest school came to you. And they said, we would like to invite little Lucy here. And her and nine other toddlers are going to waddle out into the forest and learn that they have secret powers, fire, wind, earth, and maybe even snow. And I'm just now imagining Lucy coming back to you with a secret, but also with magical powers. That's where my- It was my a lot less fantastical was. than that. It was more just a friend of a friend who said, hey, this family that we know is moving to Ohio. Do you want to take their slot? And we were like, yes, yes. We need to give our kids some, some schooling. Yes, go. Oh, man. Um, okay. So not a wizard. Maybe next time. Um, to all the 33%, uh, I mentioned this at the end of the podcast with Westbrook. We're going to start getting a little bit creative. Um I'm t- I guess I can rely on Ezel. Maybe we'll put something else out ourselves, but I kind of want to put out another list of, of what guests do we want to get on. Uh, me and Ingber are going to come together and, and come up with some people that we actually want to talk to. Maybe there's some more trivia in the future. Yeah. Maybe it's just me versus random people in games of trivia. That might be fun. I feel like you guys enjoyed that. Uh, but hit us up. Let us know where you want us to go. Uh, the offseason is going to be great. Maybe we'll do some Q&A mailbags. Maybe, I don't know if what we can do on Zoom, but maybe we could also treat it like one of those classic 90s radio shows and just have some callers uh, mm. where we let some of the 33% come in. I haven't decided yet. I was thinking, do we let them come in and only fire off? They have to fire off a take. And if it's good, they get to ask a question. If it's not, they get like the hook. Uh, but it has to be a take, but it can't be about sports. It has to be about life. Oh, just a take, just a, a world take. Yeah. And, and you know, because America's Got Takes is something that I've thought about before where people <laughs> just come on. Uh, somebody, w- oh, my friend uh, Salehi uh, posted, he goes, do you guys put your ketchup in the fridge or in the cupboard? And I was like, well, because on the back it says keep refrigerated, I put it in the refrigerator. <laughs> He's like, nah. I was like, so you're, t- I was like, so one, I'm not going to use ketchup at your house. And two, you probably got like some weird consistency ketchup. Like you seem like, I'd be like, like not as much and a lot more liquid. Um, some people got weird takes. That yeah. America's got takes might be something we should do. Food takes are great. I love a good food take. That's oh. one of the reasons why Brian Westbrook and I bonded for life. And uh, at the same time, should my fiance Enem be a guest on the podcast? I'm asking the 33% this. She always is like, when am I going to get the invite? The 33% want to hear what I have to say. Because some of you are sliding in her DMs and asking her questions. 
And so maybe we should just do this on the pod. I don't know if she's got it in her, but she might be ready. So 33%, let me know. Should she come on the pod? Um, I'm not worried about it. Maybe we play trivia against each other. I don't nice. know. Maybe make it a little competitive. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. For David Ingber. Don't lie to your children unless you're trying to get them ready for school or trying to get them dressed or trying to get them in the bath or trying to get them to go to sleep uh, or trying to get them to behave or uh, pretty much anything you want. So feel free to lie to your children, actually. That was good. That was a good bit. That was a good Next. bit. I am the L-E-F-K-O-E man. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Peace.